you're listening to the Walter Kane Broken Pieces podcast. This podcast is a collaborative effort between the writer, Walter Kane, producer, Alan Byrne, that's me, and the dozens of talented artists all across Ireland who donate their time and their voices to this project. Today's piece is read by Jared Ryan. Jared is the writer, producer, and voice of the Story Relived podcast, which is one of the finest Irish fiction podcasts out there, in my opinion. So if you enjoyed today's piece, and if you enjoy short Irish fiction in general, definitely go over to The Story Relived. Today's piece is Threesome, read by Jared Ryan. I love my wife, but I have the final say. That's the deal. She makes the suggestion, I set the parameters. She wants to move to the valley, I choose the house. She wants to repaint the kitchen, I pick which colour. She buys the groceries, I decide how they are arranged on the shelves. I travel a lot. Amsterdam. Baku, Tokyo, days, weeks, months. Last time I was in Lagos, almost a year working on the manuals. She told me it was unfair. I agreed. I love my wife. We are all animal machines. We need food, sleep, sex. It's not our fault. It's programmed. It's easier for me. I have access. I can use the new models wherever I go. It's one of the perks of the job. She doesn't have access. It's not allowed in our country. I told her, this is our agreement. This is what you agreed to. You get everything you want, but I, I get this. You can leave anytime. And she didn't leave. She stayed. But she was right. It was unfair. And it would only be a matter of time before her programming took over. A neighbour. A colleague. My brother. I couldn't stand that. Another man. It's too much. I can't turn off my programming either. But she was right. There was an imbalance and I needed to fix it. I love my wife. So I built her one. In Baku, I work on hundreds there. The oversight is sloppy. Politicians, businessmen, they don't want a record. Models go missing. Serial numbers are changed. One more, one less. No one knows. I run everything. Without me, they wouldn't have a clue. What model would you choose? What model would you want to see your wife with? It's common now. It's a huge part of the market in the Soviet states. Domestic male models. The husbands buy them. Some men, their programming, maybe they're wired wrong. They want to see it. They want to see their wife with one. They kneel and cry and dress up in women's clothes and watch. They get off 
without the danger. It's fantasy. It's Diet Coke. They get to jump the canyon, but keep the safety net. I'm not interested in that. That's not my programming. I couldn't watch another man with my wife, even if it was only one of them. I knew there was only one solution, and it took me months. I wasn't just going to do an out-of-the-box build. It had to be perfect. Identical. I spent hours mapping motions and facial tics, programming physical responses, breath rate, pupil dilation, basic learning, image memories tied to the visual centers. It took me months. It was going to be perfect, like looking in a mirror. Finally, it was ready. I let the beard grow out. I put sunglasses and a baseball hat on it. No track chip, no neck tattoo. Untraceable. I asked the president in Azerbaijan for a private jet. He didn't blink. After all, I'd resurrected his entire back catalogue for him. I'd built him a harem. My wife was upset. She had never seen one before. I told her, you get used to it. It's like a dog. The first time you see one as a child, it's terrifying. But by the second time, you're laughing and pulling its leash. I told her, it's a toy. It's a tool. It's for her, because I love her. She said she didn't want it. I told her, it's for when I'm away. It's me without me. She can video call me, I can watch, watch myself. I told her, she has total control. It's programmed for her voice. It can't do anything unless it's told. It's safe. She put it in the basement. I was furious. I had broken the law. I had spent months of my life. I told her she was so ungrateful. And I flew back to the facility in Japan and had a session with two or three of the new Asian domestics. But she came around in the end. I was back in Nigeria working on a new fleet of manuals. She messaged and said she was horny. She wanted to try. So I took the afternoon off. I talked her through it. It was erotic. I masturbated. It was like watching a movie of myself. She finished and turned it off. I was so happy. I celebrated in the evening with some prototypes of the prince's new domestic models. But I was thinking about her the whole time. It was working better than I thought. It was going to bring us closer together. We did it, at least, once a week. After a month, I wasn't even using the domestics anymore. We were happy. A few months later, I was back home on a layover. 
My clothes were rearranged. My tie was missing. I questioned her. She admitted she'd used it without me, dressed it up. She told me it was to make it seem more like me. It's just a toy, just a tool. I told her I wanted to see. We tried it together. New positions, new angles. I watched myself. I shared my wife with myself. It was erotic and enjoyable. But I was disappointed. In person, I could see it wasn't perfect. The way it moved, the way it reacted, the way it looked at my wife. It wasn't me. I took it to the basement to reprogram it, to perfect it. I stayed up all night. I had a flight back to Lagos at 8am. Back in Nigeria, my schedule was hectic. In my absence, they had rushed the muscle build. We lost the whole fleet of manuals. The new deadlines were barely achievable, but I knew the rewards would be great. I didn't call home. Just the occasional message. Three months went by, the manuals got shipped. The prince was pleased, and we got a big payday. I video called my wife at home. Hello. She was in the dining room. She smiled and congratulated me. I could hear something moving in the kitchen, rearranging the shelves. <clears throat> a cough? My cough? She said the connection was bad. I was furious. I told her she wasn't allowed. It's not for that. She told me she had to go. I went straight to the airport. My exit visa was denied. And that was a year ago. The prince says I'm his guest. That I can go when the next group of manuals ship. That was three shipments ago. My devices are disconnected. The number you dialed is not in service. There are military models outside my room. Outside every room. Yesterday I bribed a visitor at the facility to let me use his device. My social login was changed. I searched myself. I'm there. I'm at home. I have a new job. I'm going out to restaurants. I'm visiting my in-laws. I'm hugging my brother on his birthday. I'm kissing my wife in the park. I'm there. I'm at home. I have a new job. I'm going out to restaurants. I'm visiting my in-laws. I'm hugging my brother on his birthday. I'm kissing my wife in the park. I'm there.
Thanks very much for listening to today's piece. I meant to say earlier on, the music featured in today's episode is by an artist called Techno Axe, and it's free to use by anyone. This guy or girl is amazing. So definitely check out Techno Axe, spelt with a K. If you like what you're hearing on the Broken Pieces podcast, you can support us by leaving us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or one of these platforms, or you can go over to our Facebook page and follow us on there. Or you can check us out on our website, that is 8millimeternetwork.com. And we are now also on Twitter, where we post up stuff about the podcast and the readers and different bits of artwork and links to other podcasts and, and people who we think are really interesting, particularly in the realm of audio fiction. So if you're interested in that kind of stuff, follow us at 8mm Network. And thank you so much once again for listening. Tell your friends, tell everybody.